Welcome uh, to the Film Sessions podcast. We're excited to have Taylor and Jessica. Uh, so Taylor and Jessica, tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Jessica, would you like to go first? <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to. So uh, my name is Jessica Ellison. I'm a recent graduate of the Film and Animation program from Rochester Institute of Technology. And I was co-director and lead animator on Taylor and Mine Film, uh, Like Clockwork. Wonderful. Um, hi, I'm Taylor. Um, I am also a recent graduate from RIT in Rochester, New York. Um, I received my BFA in 3D animation, um, and I was the lead modeler and environment artist on the film um, that Jessica and I created together. Yeah, it's great. Terrific. Um, and tell us more about what inspired both of you to first get started in filmmaking. Um, I guess for me personally, um, I really liked art in general, um, all different media, and I also really liked movies, um, especially Disney. I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, um, but I thought, you know, why not try out something that kind of blends the two passions together? Um, and I, coming into college, I had never done anything with animation, um, but as I started working with it more, I really started loving it even more and more, um, especially through the classes I was taking. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, my story was very similar to Taylor's. You know, it kind of always starts out with sort of comics and Disney films, all that fun stuff. And I think for me, it was that I had always been kind of attracted to drawing specifically, but even with comics where there's like the illusion of movement there between panels, I always kind of wanted to go that extra step. So even when I would draw little comics, I always feel like, you know, I kind of want this to move all the way. <laughs> So that's kind of what just made me realize, okay, so it's definitely animation and not comics or illustration. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and tell us more about both of your uh, filmmaking journeys. Um, how have you continued to pursue your career in filmmaking? You just graduated. Um, and, and what's next to come? Well, I guess for me right now, uh, kind of looking for that first big break in the industry, but I do some creative stuff on the side, still drawing a lot. Um, and then I think the main thing that I have going right now is I'm working with a nonprofit on the side, so I get to do animation and illustration work for them, which kind of helps keep my skill sharp. And it's also helping me kind of get into puppeting animation a little bit. So it's kind of helping me explore some of those other avenues. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat, still looking for that big break into the industry, like that first, I'll say, official animation job. Um, I've been applying to those and I've been kind of like keeping up with modeling in Maya and Blender just to make sure I don't forget the skills because, you know, if you don't practice things, you tend to forget them. Um, currently, I'm actually working with uh, the Walt Disney World Resort down in Florida. Um, oh. I'm working at the theme park. So that's kind of cool, um, considering I do like Disney so much. Um, but yeah, kind of just doing some like freelance graphic design. Um, it was, I did a couple projects for my cousin recently, um, but now it's more so just applying to jobs and trying to like keep up my skills so that I don't lose touch with what's going on in the industry and don't lose the skills that I learned in school. Yeah, sounds exciting. Um, and for the audience who's listening, uh, tell us more about your film. All right, um, I guess so it's mainly about a clockmaker who's kind of brought into like this conflict of do I make the clocks that I really enjoy making like these really ornate and unique designs or do I kind of give in and almost like give in to like the demand of what 
people want. So like simplistic, very modern, not something the clockmaker is super interested in, but it's like, you know, do I want to make the money or do I want to do something that makes me happy? You know, the artist dilemma that so many artists are um, faced with throughout their careers. Um, and ultimately, and both Jessica and I were suckers for happy endings. So we, we decided to make it an overall happy film um, where in the end he kind of finds like this merge and this balance between what he really likes to do and finding something that meets the audience's needs and wants and so allows him to make money. Yeah, definitely a wonderful balance. Um, and tell us more about the main message of the film to the audience. I think in general, it's, it's somewhat of a realistic but optimistic realism kind of message where it's like, sometimes you will have to make a few little sacrifices, no matter what you're doing, art or anything else. You will have to kind of find a balance between your personal interests and what you're good at and then you know kind of the standards of the industry that you go into so we tried to make it not so hyper specific to like artists and animators because i know we see that a lot so we're kind of trying to branch out to like other sort of industries that this might affect yeah that's great um and walk us through the process of how you made your movie um, well, so it started, I guess it was leading up to our senior year, we had a class um, that kind of was preparing us for our capstone film. And initially, Jessica and I, I don't even think we're going to do a team film. Um, but then we ended up kind of reaching out to each other because we felt we both had similar styles and we both enjoyed making similar types of films. Um, so then we started brainstorming ideas and our film changed so much in the in the couple months um, in between when we we're brainstorming and then when we were officially starting to make it and even when we were making it, it changed a lot. Um, but then we were kind of deciding, okay, well, how, how do we want to do this? What kind of style do we want to go for? And we also both decided we want to start using Unreal um, and neither of us had used that software before. So was, we knew it was going to be a little bit of a learning process in addition to taking on the challenge of actually making a capstone film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, you know, detailed and intensive process then. Yeah. Um, and for those listening, where can we find your film online if you want to watch it? I know for sure that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, I think, it, is it still publicly available on SofaTube, Taylor? Do you happen to it know? should be. I didn't but... change permissions on it. I can definitely go in and check. Um, but yeah, it would be on RIT's SofaTube um, website. And if you just type in like clockwork in the search bar, um, it should pop up there as well. Yeah, and then otherwise it, it, it is on YouTube. I have verified this, I promise. <laughs> Great. Um, and for those who want to find you online, uh, what are your social medias? Or do you have a website that you have? Yeah, um, so I have a LinkedIn page. Um, if you just type in my name, Taylor, and then D'Amico, it's D-O-M as in Mary, I-C-O. Um, I do also have a um, portfolio page. Um, the URL is a little long. I don't know if there's a certain place that I can post it, but it is also on my LinkedIn. So if you go to my LinkedIn, it's there and all that fun stuff for work-wise and whatnot. Great. I think for me, primarily, you can find my work on my portfolio website. I'm trying to keep that relatively updated with things that I'm doing. It's a little bit of a weird URL. It's Lemony Oodles, all one word, L-E-M-O-N-Y, and then oodles.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, wonderful. Um, 
And have you guys made other films in the past before, or this is one of your uh, main first projects you've been working on? Um, so both Jessica and I made two films, each of us, um, prior to this. It was a film we each had to make our sophomore year of college, and then we also had to make one our junior year. Um, so we are not by any means pros, but we, we have made films before. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. And um, I mean, I probably know the answer, but um, do you plan to make more films in the future? And if so, what are you exploring and interested in making? I mean, I would love to be able to make more films. I don't know if I'm going to do as much of like the independent filmmaker thing. I actually really, really love working in a team in like a studio type environment. I even did some of that while I was at RIT doing co-ops and things. So I am totally on board with just like the studio environment, whether it's a movie or a video game or a short, anything where I can work in a team is like perfect. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I just like working with different people because I think it's a lot easier to grow and develop your skills as an artist when you're constantly working with people who not only like give you constructive criticism, but you know, as you're seeing how they work and you're seeing their thought processes, it kind of just forces you almost to keep like an open mind to things. Um, and it allows you to get like inspiration and new ideas that you might not have had if you were working solely by yourself. Um, plus it allows you to meet other artists and creatives out there in all different fields, which is really nice um, because it doesn't feel quite as like isolating. Cause sometimes, you know, if you're all holed up, like constantly just working, 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 it's easy to forget like, oh, you know, you do want to spend time with friends and you do want to make friends with other people. So I also agree. I, I would like to make more films, but I do enjoy more of the studio setting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's terrific. Um, and what are your favorite movies? Oh, that's hard. Now, my favorite like Disney movie growing up, I just want to clarify. Great Mouse Detective. Very kind of niche, but I love that movie. As for like modern movies, I feel like as an animator, I'm kind of obligated to say Into the Spider-Verse, if just for like the technical advancements that it made for animation. So that's obvious, ob always a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of really good ones out there, but I think I'm a sucker for Lilo and Stitch. Um, I love Stitch, I really do. And I just kind of like the watercolor backgrounds of that movie. Um, and even though it's more like 2D and I studied 3D, it just, I think maybe it's the nostalgia for me. I don't know, but I, I could watch yeah. the Lone Stitch all day. Yeah, definitely a classic. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah wonderful. And um, what are your general plans for the future going forward? We kind of touched on it before uh, in the podcast, but um, tell us more about your uh, exciting plans and endeavors for the future. Um, well, hopefully I would get a... Uh, job in the industry, specifically with either 3D modeling. Um, I really, like I said, do enjoy um, environment making and even character modeling I really like. Um, but I, I don't know, there's just something really impactful to me for like creating the worlds, whether it's like, you know, small props or like big environments. I just love helping stories come to life through creating the backgrounds and the worlds that they are and making believable things, even if they're unique and different and not something that you would normally see. Um, so ideally, I would love to be able to help be like an environment modeler, whether it's for games, movies, advertisements, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'd also really like to travel. I think it would be so cool to work in different countries and see how animation is treated in different places. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, again, my answer is very similar to Taylor's. So you can probably tell while we work together. Um, I'm definitely leaning more towards the animation. I've always sort of leaned more towards that kind of specialty. So, I mean, I'm kind of open to both films and video games. I'm almost leaning a little bit towards video games because I actually kind of like making cycles that are a little bit more self-contained, but they, you can pack a lot of character in, animation into like very few seconds, and it's a very kind of fun challenge that tickles. Mm -hmm. something about my animation preferences so i might be leaning slightly more towards video games nowadays mm -hmm. yeah. yeah definitely both very exciting uh, endeavors for the future yeah and um tell us more about some of the resources you'd recommend for other student filmmakers out there like websites that you found useful or tools or programs or um, things that you found useful in your journeys uh, as filmmakers that other students could also benefit from um, well, for me personally, I know um, LinkedIn Learning was a huge help, um, especially for tutorials on how to use different software, whether it was like the Adobe Suite, Maya, um, Unreal, um, also YouTube, just in general. I feel like you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think just asking not only like your, if, if you go to school, you know, your professors, your classmates, any friends that you have who are also doing similar things, um, not being afraid to like reach out and ask them questions and ask for advice and critiques because a lot of times, I know Jessica and I found this, um, sometimes people who are literally sitting right next to you at another desk could have the answer that's been plaguing you um, for like hours. So not being afraid to ask for help in those situations is also just, I think it'll help you get far as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think in terms of additional tools, there's Advanced Skeleton, which is a Maya plugin, which is great if you hate rigging, but you still want to rig your own characters. It's just an absolutely painless process, and there are tutorials on how to use it. There's also Animbot, which I think might be a paid subscription. It's also a plugin for Maya. has a lot of tools for hand-keying animation that I highly, highly recommend. Um, those are definitely the two big ones <laughs> that I just had to mention because those are insanely helpful. I will also say you don't have to pay full price for Maya when you graduate because there is a um, freelancer or I think it's like an independent version of Maya and then a scaled back version of, of Maya, Maya LT, which I think is 35 bucks a month. You just don't get anything of the rendering, but you get everything else. So keep those in mind. Yeah, definitely very insightful. Um, but yeah, I mean, with that, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. Uh, wonderful having both of you here um, talking about your movies and about your plans for the future and your journeys in film. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here today and learning about your journeys and experiences. Um, and it was great to talk to you today. Thank, thank you. you too. And thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.